Great news, my cruciferous cousins. Plant Strong Foods is hosting a March Madness Meals and Minutes sale. Visit plantstrong.com and save up to 30% on every one of our ready-to-eat chilies and stews. It is the perfect time to stock up on these heat-and-eat, tasty meal solutions. Having a stash in your pantry means you're never more than 90 seconds away from a satisfying meal. The sale runs through March 17th while supplies last. Visit plantstrong.com today. I'm Rip Esselstyn, and welcome to the Plant Strong Podcast. The mission at Plant Strong is to further the advancement of all things within the plant-based movement. We advocate for the scientifically proven benefits of plant-based living and envision a world that universally understands, promotes, and prescribes plants as a solution to empowering your health, enhancing your performance, restoring the environment, and becoming better guardians to the animals we share this planet with. We welcome you wherever you are on your Plan Strong journey, and I hope that you enjoy the show. My guest today first appeared on the Plan Strong podcast way back on episode 100, so I was long overdue for a visit with Darren Oline. And when I found out that he was going to be in good old Austin, Texas, he agreed to swing by the Plant Strong World Headquarters for an in-person conversation. Darren is the New York Times bestselling author of Super Life and host with Zach Efron of the hit Netflix series Down to Earth. But it's his most recent work that just may leave one of the biggest impacts, or at least it should. In his latest book, Fatal Conveniences, Darren explores some of the toxic products and harmful habits that are making us sick. And he also provides simple alternatives that are non-toxic and life-enhancing. He calls them fatal conveniences because so many of these things are so ingrained in our daily lives that we don't even think about it anymore. I'm talking about things like toothpaste and deodorant, sunscreen, your laundry detergent, cosmetics, and much, much more. We don't even think about them, but what Darren sheds light on is the fact that so many of these products are smothered in toxic chemicals that are causing our planet and our bodies harm, stuff like chemical sensitivities, allergies, autoimmune disorders, and a lot more. I hope you'll listen today with an open mind and come away with ideas and alternatives to make your own lives healthier and less toxic. As Darren says, the more we awaken to making better choices, the more we can have agency to make change. Now that you know, you can do something about it. Let's do something about it right now by welcoming Darren Oleen back to the Plan Strong Podcast. Darren, welcome to Austin. Thanks, brother. It's great to great to be in your your pad. Well, it's great having you here. Yeah, I'm sorry you got a little tweak of the old calf. It's, I mean, <clears throat> I don't understand the, that injury. I've, I think I just told you, I've yeah. probably had ten of them yeah. in the last since I was thirty. I'm now sixty. Yeah. yeah, and every time I find I have to take three weeks off 
and I can't push it, otherwise yeah. I'll retweak it. Yeah. And the other thing that I find is the shoes that I'm wearing affect it. So if I'm something that's too flat, yeah. Uh, were you wearing? Were you the wearing Vivos? So like no, you know, because I like basically minimalist. Yeah. And I was running on my toes more, mm-hmm. and I haven't been running. Yeah. So I was just like, I'm gonna go for a little jog, warm up to the park, and do some plyometrics and do some other stuff. And so just on the jog back, kind of on my toes on concrete, I think that scenario just mm-hmm. put a little strain on. Because I've been just like level one, level two cardio, just with a heavy vest on and just like on my property with the dogs mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. But so I haven't been running. So they're a little extra. Yeah. And I'm here. It was new and all of that stuff. So I think, yeah, a little, yeah. little twanger. <laughs> What do you think of the heat here? Oh my God. It's a hundred going to be 105 today. Yeah. It's yeah. like, wow. I mean, I went, sun was coming up, but as soon as I just do anything, I'm just like sweating profusely. So how, how concerned does this make you about the planet heating up? Well, you know, it, you know, my, my concern about it is I, I think my, my, talking about even climate change i'm i tend to not want to have a conversation about the overall because it loses people Mm. so similar to even the book similar to these conversations i tend to look from the lens of the common sense model right so i look at it like i put my minnesota hat back on like where i'm from it doesn't make sense to pollute the rivers. It doesn't make sense to chemicalize our clothing and basically wear water bottles because of polyester and nylon and rayon and all this stuff. And then by the, by the mere fact of doing that, of having, for example, fast fashion, you're polluting the rivers. Hmm. You're destroying the, the, you're overfishing, Oversubsidizing of meat, dairy, fish, all of these things is detrimental to the world, the planet, those fish, the, the bycatch, all of these things. So all of these little systems, which then the reason I don't, I, I kind of break it down, the, the climate change thing is because from my perspective, the normal average people that need to be aware don't want to be talked at from turn a light bulb off because you're causing climate change. I don't like where the conversation's going. I kind of put the micro hat on of dirty jobs, like mm-hmm. that common sense, like similar to what I wrote in the book. Like I, I don't, it doesn't make sense to pollute your body with ultra processed food, with personal care items that have endocrine disruptors and testosterone annihilators and, and things that are affecting your chemistry. Uh, and the mere fact of those creations are infinitely polluting to the eco environments and the environments of our planet. So you can summarize my climate change conversations into everyone can agree that polluting and causing harm Mm -hmm. is not a good idea. Now, how we get there and are we at the sole hand of climate change? It's beyond my pay grade. 
I go back to, we are causing harm. Yes, <laughs> we are absolutely doing it. And it's insane. And individually, we're caused harm is being caused. And obviously, collectively, mm -hmm. you know, one of the startling things when I saw that the, the dying of blue jeans used to be great, used to be natural indigo. Obviously, it has been, they have been, haven't been using natural dyes for a long time. Most of the blue jeans are being dyed in China. And so when that dyeing process happens, you can see the pollution of that blue dye from a satellite in the river of when they're dyeing those blue jeans in China. Does that make sense? And so when you wear those blue jeans, you have phthalates, formaldehydes, that blue dye, and that combination is hurting your ecosystem, your body, right? And as within, so without, as above, so below, look from the satellite, you see the blue. That's polluting of our planet. We can't have that shit anymore. Mm -hmm. So it's the mere fact of just like when we break from nature, we have a laundry list of side effects, right? Mm -hmm. When you break from whole foods, you have a long laundry list of side effects that we're, we're, we're killing ourselves and just look at the numbers, right? So all of this stuff is a detriment to ourselves and the greater ecosystem. And of course we're causing harm. So that's where I kind of, cause I, I want my brother in Minnesota. I want my cousins in Minnesota. I want everyday average people to understand that this is not an out there thing. This is a here thing. Mm -hmm. What you're wearing, what you're consuming, these products aren't safe and how they are created is contributing to the destruction of our world mm -hmm. in many different ways. So that's where I like to have these conversations. Let's pull it back. Let's get it down and go, yeah. Do I know that the hurricane is a direct result of, you know, manufacturing blue jeans in China and polluting? I don't know that. Yeah. But I do know that that's insane for us to be doing this stuff. And and breaking it down into ways that people can go, yeah, man, I didn't think of that maybe baby bib that has PFOS and now is contributing to affecting my baby. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't put that together. So I'm not going to buy that anymore. I'm going to change my pattern of purchase. And then we have the numbers. So the more we awaken to making better choices as you're a big advocate for, right? Then we have a power and a wave mm -hmm. of, a, of a powerful tsunami of humans that can then take agency back. Yeah. And, and that agency is the most powerful <clears throat> thing we have, the power of choice. But we have to have the awareness first and we have to kind of wake from the, the sleeping giant. And that sleeping giant is you and I, I'm 50s, you're 60s, but we were all born into a system. And these systems, some have gotten a lot worse. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's agendas along the way, right? Sprinting towards the manufacturing of food that is no longer food, right? And they continue to do that. Sugar, salt, trans fats, you name it. Personal care items, 60 to 80,000 
chemicals created in the lab. None of virtually none are tested. These are systems that I didn't choose it. You didn't choose it. People listening didn't choose it. And they don't know that these products are safe. They think they're safe. They don't know that they're dangerous, right? The three letter words, the four letter uh, letters of the agencies, unfortunately do not have your best interest. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's not that they're trying to cause harm to you, but they're corrupted through the profits uh, that overwhelm the system that mean more to people than the health and safety uh, that you and I care about. Mm And uh, so that's what I want. I want to wake the giant of humans yeah. to go, oh, shit, those foods aren't tested. The FDA actually doesn't have agency of change and ha doesn't require food or products to be deemed safe first before they sell them. That's the alarming matrix moment, mm -hmm. right? Like, wow, I assumed... I could go to the grocery store, buy this product, and I assumed someone out there has taken their magic wand and looked at the safety of this product. Yeah, has my back. <laughs> right. And that's the overwhelming. And I leave a lot of questions for that because I discover and uncover a lot of those things in the book talking about, like, does that sound like it's a good plan? No. And then... You know, the, the, the plausible deniability is something that the, the companies do a lot where they, as long as they don't test their own product, they don't know that it's harmful, mm -hmm. but yet there's overwhelming data mm -hmm. in a lot of cases to show that it's unsafe. And even WHO and the FDA or USDA is also already aware of dangers. So the last time I had you on the show, yeah. and, and for everybody listening, it was episode 100. Oh, nice. We, we had a great conversation. Um, we touched upon your father, Howard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, how he came down with chemical uh, sensitivity disorder yeah. and how it had a huge impact on you. Mm -hmm. And in and, and, and reading this book, that I mean, that was really the... Um, uh, like the the crux, I think, for yeah. why you decided to write this book. Yeah. Is that is that right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, you know, think of that. You know, I was studying in college and then my in 30 years ago and my dad all of a sudden, who is a college professor and bright, kind guy, uh, you know, started talking to me about, um, hey, I, 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 I smell these things, I'm exposed to these things, and I can't think, I get depressed, I can't function, um, and uh, it takes me a while to kind of come back online. I was like, what are you talking about? I've known you all my life, and yeah. all of a sudden you're talking about these, what do you mean you can't? Yeah, it's uh, perfumes and colognes and shampoos and conditioners and carpets and, and off-gassing from printed t-shirts, and you're like, what? Right. So, of course, I didn't believe him. Right. And then he's an educator. So, he started finding the research, highlighting it for me, sending me papers and making VHS tapes to all of us in the family and, and said, hey, you know, if you're going to come home, here's the products yeah. that you have to use or else I can't be around you. You're like, going, okay, well, 
Is this in the 70s, 80s? No, this is in the 90s. 90s. Yeah. So, um, so I come home from college and, and, uh, I start using this stuff just to be around him and start learning more. And you go, Oh, this is a real thing. It's a real diagnosis from real doctors. It's just not a lot of people know about it. Mm -hmm. So multiple chemical sensitivity. So imagine you walk into a house, all of the, the carpets, the carpet cleaners, the couches, the, the Febreze, whatever people have. And then what they have on the lotions they use, the, the deodorant they use, the shampoo they use, the conditioner they use, the, the gel they use, the per, the perfume, the cologne, the makeup. It doesn't end. It doesn't end. So now imagine a guy who's a professor who has a career trying to educate all of his colleagues and all of the students that were coming to see him. Impossible. So he was forced to retire. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, over time, I was like, God, this is a real thing. And so from there, 30 years along the path, and I was continuing to kind of serendipitously meet people, meet other researchers. Uh, I met a guy, Dr. Mosin Hermanish, who was an incredible researcher about 25 years ago. 20 years ago and uh he was the first one to tell me about electromagnetic fields and the dangers right and i was like what like how is it possible that they could put these cell phones out and this is like around 3g right, right. This is when, <laughs> um and so along the way so of course i write super life i like to promote plant-based obviously and exercise and live in the greatest life ever but then there's this invisible elephant in the room that has been along with me ever since my father. So I, I knew that I needed to write this book. I I didn't want to, but I <clears throat> was compelled to because I couldn't turn my back on the very thing that underpinned the 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 start of the demise of my father losing his life to alcohol. Because of the depression, he picked up alcohol again and he couldn't get sober and then he ended up passing away on his death certificate alcoholism was the cause mm. so yeah it meant a lot to me to to take what he suffered in and uh and dedicate this book to it and hire a bunch of researchers um not ai real <laughs> real people uh and scouring deeper and deeper aspects of the the alarming nature of everything from obviously food and personal care and electromagnetic fields and what's in your house and what you're putting on your body and a whole bunch of other stuff but there's all solutions this is not a doom and gloom thing right this is i still have a cell phone i just use it probably differently than most people yeah. right and and, and and let's talk about how you do yeah some of those things yeah um, cause as you talk about in the book, I mean, you have a lot of DYIs in here, like yeah. do it yourself solutions. Yeah. If you're going to use a cell phone, these are the five things that you should do. Like <laughs> always put it in speaker mode. Don't yeah. keep it away. Guys, don't put it near your testes. Don't Women do don't put it in your bra, right? Totally. All that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to dive in and ask you some personal questions because yeah. I, I got to tell you, like I'm reading this and I'm going, Oh God, I mean. <laughs> I, I, everything is, 
up until I read this was completely invisible. I never even yeah, yeah. thought about it. It wasn't even right. on my radar. Right. The only thing on my radar is basically, all right, I want to get exercise in. I want to make sure I'm eating whole food, plant-based. Yeah. I don't care about my detergent. I don't care about my toothpaste. I don't care right. about my shaving cream. I don't care about my dental floss that I'm using. I love the glide. It glides right through there. Right? So convenient. <laughs> Fatal conveniences yeah. everywhere I turn. Yeah. So can we start... Chapter three is like you say, we have this chemical romance, mm. right? I didn't even know I had a romance with chemicals. Okay. So, like, what am I to do about that? <laughs> but, but what, like, what, what are, what do you mean by that? Yeah. Chemical romance. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of a funny start to that chapter because we're all in this soup, right? We're all in this chemical soup. And, a lot of it started by there's this, I ended up dedicating a part of the book to understanding fragrances because fragrances are in everything, right? Yeah. They're in what you're washing your clothes with or what you're putting on your body. They're in everything. Like I've talked about, like the deodorants, the shampoos, the conditioners, the makeup, the lotions, you know, the, the extra cologne or perfume you're putting on the, you know, all of this stuff. And you even talk about incense. Yes. I'm like, I got to get rid of my The VOCs of the incense. (laughs) Yeah. Again, you know, where is it from? Because a lot of these things came traditionally with the idea that this was fine. You know, all most of these fatal conveniences have a very innocent start. And somewhere along the way, they were hijacked, right? So, um, so it, 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 it's really starting to look. Just like you, you, you are a healthy, vibrant, uh, lineage strong person, right? Family eats plant based and all. So you have a high level functioning. You have a high level acuity about your health. And yet we all, all of us, even myself included, I've learned deeper aspects of all of this stuff, even writing the book. We all have these sleeper zones where we just, we're in a habit and we don't, we stop questioning. And so if you stop questioning a product or a thing that you're doing, you're giving over agency of power to that corporation, Mm. to that product that again, we all assume is relatively safe. Am I saying your deodorant is acutely killing you? No. The problem with this chemical romance is it's slow and steady, mm. just like health is. It's the same. So insidious. And so insidious. So if you eat like, <clears throat> oh my God, I had two bowls of fruit this morning and everything else. But if I only eat that fruit and then eat ultra processed food for the next 30 days, fruit is barely significant in my overall expression of my health, mm. right? But if I eat that fruit, which I do, massive bowls every morning, I get the benefit of that over time. Exactly the same way with our chemical romance. But it's the opposite. So if I'm using this deodorant that has aluminum salts in it, those are neurotoxic and bioaccumulating in the body. Hurting the immune system, potentially setting up the brain for Alzheimer's, dementia, 
everything else. And then all of a sudden I put this lotion on that I'm used to that smell. I quote unquote like that smell. You've gotten used to a chemical that probably has an endocrine disruptor or several in there. And so now you're reversing what you want. We're all talking about biohacking and optimizing and all of that stuff, but you're de-optimizing your system, your operating system of your body, your thyroid, your thiamus, your pituitary, your testes, your ovaries, all of these things. Hell, the heart itself has hormone producing capability. So when we're, when we're throwing chemicals that have been known to mimic, thwart, change, and, and corrupt our, our operating system, that sends off a cascade of effect. And so when you are putting that phthalate and paraben and fragrance and lotion uh, or detergent or whatever it is, and you're doing that every day, multiple times a day, mm. you're now, quote unquote, infecting yourself mm. with those agents that are then adding up over mm. time and causing you harm, right? Some of these things are likely and probable carcinogens by the NIH, by WHO, like all of these things. We are playing, you know, I talked a lot about PFAS and PFOAs. This is, uh, and we talk a little bit about, like you said, Glide. The PFAS is a classification of about 9,000 chemicals, most of which haven't been tested and just blasting on our environment in ourselves. And that came from this incredible compound of fluorine gas. And that fluorine gas was used and, and then manipulated and put on a pan. So now you can put an egg on it and it didn't stick back in the whatever days, right? And so we started using this Teflon, right? Yeah. This Teflon is that grandfather chemistry of this fluorinated gas that they're binding to materials so it's heat resistant it's slippery it's really good at its job then they started putting it on our clothes wrinkle free odor resistant uh stain resistant water resistant what that's pfos makeup doesn't want to wipe off doesn't streak stays on all day PFAS, PFAS, PFAS. Now you're putting that on your skin. PFAS, and it's in, in the, your, your leather seat, right? It's in your couch. Stain resistant. Oh, stain resistant. Yeah, good idea. Let's get a stain resistant carpet. Now it's in your children. Your children are crawling around on it. Your pets are crawling around on it. What is PFAS? That PFAS, what does it do? It's been linked to kidney cancer, uh, testicular cancer, Hell, high cholesterol, uh, heart disease, uh, endocrine disrupting, and it's a forever chemical. Forever. We have examples of that gnarly shit that we've done. PCBs. We eliminated that in the 70s. Mm -hmm. Guess what <clears throat> most of us have in our blood today? PCBs. PCBs. Guess what we eliminated in 1972? DDT. Guess what most people have in the blood today? These are examples of forever chemicals that persist mm. in nature and persist in us. We're playing with a chemistry set that we either 
don't give a shit about in terms of I'm talking about the manufacturing of it, the use of them, or we just don't care because we have decided that profits over the health and safety of the populace is more important. And I don't have another conclusion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing I can come up with. Because you also look at subsidies. You also, why are we subsidizing, you know, chemicalized, uh, uh, hormone producing, antibiotic inducing resistance in meat and dairy and fishing? And like, why the hell are we doing that? Mm-hmm. Right? We are subsidizing the wrong shit, right? And we are playing with this chemistry. So, PFAS, and I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer here, but this is the truth. This is through the data. This is through your products. So what do we want to do? Create some DIYs. Create another habit, just like your exercise or that example again. Add up the things that are pro-health over time. Make some adjustments. Look on the DIYs. Get your kids together. Make your DIY laundry soap, right? Castile soap, baking powder, hell. If you really want to just go cheap, take, take white vinegar and pour it in your, in your uh, washing machine. Right. Like, and, and a little baking soda or Castile or essential oil. Like these are the kinds of things. They're cheaper, they're better, and they're not toxifying you. So this, this is the, this is the chemicalized world that we are born into and that we we are a poten- we're a victim to, right? Let's talk let's talk for a second about water. Yeah. You have some strong opinions on water. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> should I be drinking out of my faucet here or should I have a filter that I'm drinking out of filtered water? Yeah, you know the answer to that. <laughs> really? Sure I do. I'm Yeah, kinda... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. Uh well the, the yeah, I mean just setting that up a little bit, like tap water, it's an amazing advancement, right? Um, there's still 2 billion people on the planet that don't have access to running water, right? So, they have to go with jerry cans and, and fill it up and and it's Russian roulette. So, it's an incredible thing that we have tap water on demand in our house, right? It's crazy, amazing, but it's not sophisticated to deal with the chemicalized environment that we've created right so 50 percent, i would imagine now even more the latest research is about 50 percent of the american population is getting exposed through the industrialization of pfos um it, it reinfecting the environment and the waterways now you're actually 50 percent of the population getting most of the pfos through their drinking water crazy right and that's so that's in addition to you wearing stuff that has PFAS or putting the makeup on. This is my point of like, as, as within, so without, as we do this stuff, the manufacturing of it is reinfecting our world and then infecting us again. Right? So, so because of that, we have to filter. There's pesticides, herbicides, glyphosate, pharmaceutical drugs that now we're reinfecting the, 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 the municipalities, the water municipalities keep you from acutely dying upon exposure to bacteria, typhoid, dysentery, all of that stuff. They, they have not 
increased their effectiveness of getting rid of these ultra small chemicals. Is it too expensive? Do you, I mean, do you know why they haven't uh, increased their effectiveness? I mean, I'm, yeah, it would take a whole reinvention of water cleaning technology. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. But as a society, where are we putting our money? Like, let's demand that. But waiting for other people to change, waiting for government to change, we are at the effect of that. So, what can we do? Easy solution. Easy. Filter your water. Mm. Not with just any old filter. Reverse osmosis or distillation. You can get a couple hundred bucks, boom, you're done. Don't use plastic because that's leaching of other estrogen mimicking compounds, et cetera, et cetera. Plus, it's polluting. You don't need to buy a nice glass uh, water bottle. You fil- Now you're filtering all your water. Remineralize it. Extremely important. Celtic sea salt, Himalayan salt, fulvic minerals, like that kind of thing. Drink water with the electrolytes. We need it. We are salt water beings. So how, how, do, how does one remineralize their water? Yeah, so add, a, add a pinch per glass. That's all you need. Celtic sea salt, unrefined salt, uh, Himalayan salt, fulvic minerals. Add a pinch per glass. And you're fine. You can even put it on your tongue and chase your water. How much, how much water. water have you had to drink today? Uh, about a liter and a half. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I, had, um, I have this great new company I love called Mana Vitality. So, they've, they have uh, sourced cleanly sh- uh, legit from the Himalayas and deep sea minerals and ocean minerals from the Dead Sea. And they've combined this in this little amazing pack. So I put that, I start with the remineralization of over 90 minerals um, and amino acids. And, um, and, and, and that's the thing that creates the hydration more mm. than anything else. Mm. So, so easy solution for the water is then, cause you're most vulnerable when you open your mouth and you take in liquids, you take in and you take in the foods. What, right? what about, cause so many people, um, I think yeah. over cleanse themselves, over shower themselves, yeah, yeah. right? All that stuff. 100%. I mean, what are your thoughts on taking a shower in the water that's showering down Fil- on me? Water filter Same. or whole, if you can afford it, whole house filter, uh-huh. right? Take all those, but, but you can, get, <clears throat> you can buy for 40, 50 bucks on Amazon, a water filter that's going to get out most of the heavy, uh, heavy metals, and most of those things, because that that is obviously transdermally, what goes on the skin eventually goes in the body. That's and, and yeah, it, to answer your point, you don't have to shower as much. You don't have to wipe the sebum natural oils off your body all the time. You know, maybe if if you like to take a shower multiple times a day, just wash the essential areas and leave the rest. Don't wash yourself. Don't strip your hair. Don't strip your skin of most everything and plus again uh buy better uh lotions and and uh or not even lotions use coconut oil or use other other things for your skin so i'm borderline giddy right now because the fact that i i have you trapped here with me for a little while and i get to ask you all these questions yeah um i feel it feels very selfish on my part but i'm I'm gonna run with it let's do it so what do you do uh, cause obviously you look like you shaved this morning. Yeah. What did you use for a shaving gel or did you not? 
Yeah. So I, uh, so if I'm in the shower, I'll just use my Bronner soap. Right. Yeah. So you like the Dr. Bronner's? Love them. Okay. Yeah. All essential oils. And uh, so that's, I mean, easy to travel with. Okay. Okay. Um, but so you, I, but yeah. I also use, so when I'm home or whatever, I use this great company. I've known this, uh, this, uh, pharmacist doctor who uh, he does, uh, creates, he doesn't have a skin care. He has skin nutrition from whole things called true treatments. Yeah. So I use his, um, hyaluronic, acid vitamin c and that's my that's my shaving cream huh, right yeah. and so then i use i wash my face and then before i wash it off i shave yeah yeah and and then you know use transdermal vitamin your, c your, your skin looks really good i mean considering like me probably how much time you spend out in the Dude, sun i haven't i didn't put anything on my skin for 25 years yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> only yeah. till now i'm starting oh yeah i should probably take care of it so okay uh did you brush your teeth this morning? Yeah. Okay. Can you tell me wh what, what kind used. of toothpaste or toothpaste and toothbrush? Yeah. So I have. This. I'm going I'm to grill you because I yeah, want to know please. all this stuff. So I use this incredible <clears throat> company that I found. Uh, Bite. Bite. Yeah. So Bite has this capsule, not a capsule. It's a bite. It's a little, yeah. tiny little bite that has all clean ingredients in it. Obviously, new no uh, fluoride, which is such a also, that's another infection that we get from the water, fluoride yeah. in the water. Um, and then, um, so you just bite, just take one little bite, bite down, and then I have a rechargeable, like, yeah. uh, Sonic Air or something. Sonic, like yeah. Sonic uh, thing. It's easy to travel with. So I was like, take what I was going to hear yeah. for four days, and I took eight of those little bites, and they're really easy to travel so with. So you're not a fan of uh, toothpaste with fluoride then? Hell no. Hell, okay. no, hell, hell no. no. And not in right. our water either. Right. And and the, the neurological damage that that can have and some of the studies showing that literal <clears throat> kids using fluoride toothpaste uh, was lowering their IQ. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. What about sunblock? What do you do for sunblock? Uh, uh, nothing at first, right? But if I know I'm going to be out in the sun. So... Today, I left, right? And I was going to go. I did like a 45-minute workout. Early morning, I don't even worry about it because I'm not going to burn. Mm -hmm. So, understand your base layer first. Yeah. Never burn. That's common sense. But in terms of sunblock, coconut oil is my go-to. It naturally has an SPF between... Mm. Five and seven. Is that all the saturated fat in there? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't put it in your mouth, but just put it on your skin. Um and if you need it, there's uh, zinc oxide, which is great. It doesn't transdermally <clears throat> cause harm. Um, mm. And uh, so, if I know I'm going to be outside, I'll either cover up so I don't burn, put a hat on, or I'll put, you know, if I'm going to surf or something, I'm going to be outside. So, I'll put like zinc oxide on my, on my now on my nose, which I never used to for, for 25 years. But, um, but the, the sunscreens themselves have, uh, most of them have this oxybenzene in there. That is the crazy thing is when you look at this stuff, it's like, it's linked to skin cancer. <sighs> and then you're like, but the reason people are mostly using it because they're afraid of the sun and they're afraid of melanoma or skin cancer, right? So, 
why would we have ingredients in our sunscreen that have been showing that it's potentially linked to skin cancer? It's like, what the hell is going on? So, um, so clean, 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 clean. And, and, and the hydrocarbons that are thrown off with the sprays get rid of all the sprays. Those things are very dangerous mm. for the skin and for inhalation, especially the kids. It drives me <clears throat> crazy when I see a mo- all moms are Turn just, around. yeah, yeah. And you're just seeing this cloud yep. blasting their children. And yes, are they, their intention is to su- help their child, but not knowing that it's potentially very dangerous. Plus, let your child get natural exposed first before and yourself before you're putting on sunscreen. Mm. You want your natural vitamin D boosted because when your natural vitamin D is boosted from the sun, yeah. it's anti-melanoma, it's uh-huh. anti-cancer. Again, if you abuse yourself and burn yourself all the time, that's just stupid regardless, right? Yeah. So there's a there's a great there's just, again, we have to put common sense hat on, not be programmed in fear anymore. Yeah, I know you're, you're buddies with Laird Hamilton. Yeah. What do you know? What, what does he do for he like do sunblock anything. or anything? Because he's out in the, he's out there for nothing. Really? That's nothing. incredible. I've never seen, I, l- listen, I've been around that guy for 15 years. I trained with him six days a week for 15 years, literally six days a week. I've never, I'm not even joking. I've never seen him put on any lotion or sunscreen. Maybe Gabby's sliding it on before he walks out, but I have never seen him put wow. anything on. Wow. Yeah. I, uh, I, w- I went up and said hello to him at Expo West. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, he, had yeah. A, he had a little booth there. Yeah, yeah. And, um, um, you know, he's, he, he, he's got a uh, – it definitely has an aura about him, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, a, he's, 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 he's a charger. Yeah. He's a, you know, he's yeah. a, he operates – differently i mean to 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 be able to do what he does on those waves and to have the sense that he does uh it's you know when you're when you're in a situation there's no better person in the world to have him with Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. right because he's got that gear that that is just extraordinary yeah yeah that's great that you've got to you know be friends with, with with a guy like that and you know how certain things rub off like you have a quote and i can't remember if it's in this book or on your instagram where you say something about how he basically challenges you to do things that you can't do yeah you yeah. know the quote that i'm yeah, thinking yeah, about yeah. do do what you can't do so you can do more of what you want to do there you go right so that's basically it's basically saying challenge yourself to meet that failure yeah because that failure creates resiliency and that can be straight up going in the gym meet your failure because eventually gravity and that heavy dumbbell is going to beat you (laughs) that's right right and through that stress through that tension that creates strength for tomorrow right so it's the same thing challenge us mentally emotionally this book will challenge people but it is exposing the matrix of delusion of what's going on but we can have so much agency 
And that agency, when you add that up, going, holy shit, I did not know that about the dental floss. Holy shit, I did not know that about the aluminum in my deodorant. Holy shit, I did not know that about the fragrances in my laundry. Oh my God, I did not know know that about endocrine disruptors in my underwear. Mm -hmm. uh, oh my God, I did not know that about the EMF exposure on my breast tissue or my testes or, wow, but now that you know, now you can do something about it. Not knowing puts you in a path that doesn't have your best interests and will add up in not your favor. Mm -hmm. And you will be, be a victim of the things that you don't know. So the greatest thing that we can do is continue to, to gain knowledge. And then the true wise one will take that knowledge and make an action based on that knowledge. That's wisdom. Mm -hmm. And when you apply wisdom and you add that up, you are a different breed and you are a leader in your life and you have doors that will open in other ways that other people won't. You will see things that others will not see. You will take action because you have built a resiliency. You have gained confidence because you have taken action on your wisdom. Mm -hmm on that knowledge and when you've gone into the door you've gone into the through that door yourself and that's the thing that creates the strength so all of the undertow of this book is to expose things that are underwhelming us so that we can step up over that and then have greater opportunity in our life period mm -hmm. that's why i wrote super life that's why i want people to eat plants I just want people to see the invisible so that we don't have to be a victim to it. To do what? So we can have the best life ever. Yeah. Right? So you and I can just go, it's not about those things. It's about those things so that we can have a super life, so that we can live and express our greatness, express our dreams. Because you know, if, if you are not taking care of yourself, it's hard to dream and it's hard to believe in that dream because you're dragging around this chemistry set of a body that's failing all the time. How the hell can you possibly imagine walking up Kilimanjaro? You can't. You cannot because you can't even walk up the flight of steps. So I want people to learn to walk up the flight of steps, take those steps, take more steps, learn about other things, apply that wisdom. So that, oh, wow, in a month from now, I can see that I can walk up Kilimanjaro. Now, what do I want to dream? Now, what else do I want to do? How else do I want to apply myself in life? That's ultimately why I wrote this stuff. Because mm. I saw my father's dreams get taken away. And he was a victim to this world that, yeah, he had his own challenges and demons. We all do. But this was a definitely a major component to him that he couldn't overcome. So I just don't want other people to suffer. I want, I wanted my dad to express his dreams as much as possible. I want other people to do that. It's a better world when people do that. Mm -hmm. I, I love finding people in my tribe who are like, yeah, I'm standing for something greater. I'm standing for something that means something. I'm, I'm going to overcome. We're all of our challenges. We all have challenges. If you have skin, <laughs> you're going to have challenges. Like if you have 
calves, you might pull them every once in a while, you know? But uh, yeah, so that's, that's, hey, amen to all that, brother. <laughs> amen. That was awesome. Let I want to come back to that, but yeah. let's take a little departure for a second. Sure. So um, what's going on right now with Down to Earth? With, with you and Zach. Is that, is that done? You guys doing a season three? Yeah, good question. I mean, it doesn't look like a season three is going to happen. There's too much kind of challenges happening with production and people and schedules and, and focuses and stuff. That's fine. Yeah. Um, I'm happy for what it was. Um, my creative outlet happens to express itself continuously. So I've been in development with a new TV show. Now for the for the last latter part of the year, I I don't think I can really say with who yet, but right. it's a great it's a great co-host for sure. Zach was too, um, and now Zach has other focuses and stuff, which is great for him. Um, so I've been developing that plus another one. So if I get two of them, that that'll be a good problem to have. Yeah. I'm just always looking for ways to. <clears throat> to uh, express the opportunity because I, I have, you know, a lot of curiosity around clean energy, yeah. uh, clean living, uh, the, the extensions of us, um, the water, power, food, healthy shelter, like all of that stuff, which, you know, after season one and losing my house, accelerated all of that in my life and made it more meaningful like and, and growing food and 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 sharing seeds with people and and you know that kind of world has really um excited me um there's probably 50 percent of my energy people i i don't even share yet of what i'm doing mm-hmm. um around the clean energy space and ultimately it's about handing the reins back in people's lives. And one of the greatest things, I think we should plant food. I think as much as possible, we should plant food. Um, uh, you know, there's, there's some great organizations around, uh, you know, food, um, farmer's footprint, uh, the regeneration movement that's starting to happen. Amazing work of Paul Hawken, uh, uh, Dr. Zach Bush, uh, there's a great group, uh, Food Forest Abundance, who can create maps for you of permaculture and you can start planting, mm. planting food in those areas, uh, movements of the, I think it's about 47 million acres of lawn in the United States. If we just took half of that, we would basically solve our, our, our food issue, uh, right? So, so that, that kind of thing is so empowering, I think. And so what, what if we took, uh, subsidies and actually subsidize plants mm-hmm. what if we subsidized you looked at the geography and the zip code of everyone and what if you subsidized and sent sent an array of of food and fruit and vegetables to grow and you sent that to people yeah. and and then they could send in like hey i have a quarter acre of lawn hey i've got uh and they, and then what if every block Everyone is growing all this stuff and oh and and what happens when you grow food? What happens when you follow nature? She's abundant. Mm-hmm. That one seed created a tomato plant. And how, guess how many seeds that tomato has? Hundreds, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And you can give those away, right? And then and so th- those kinds of things I'm really 
I'm excited about right now. And and to be able to other, show other technologies through these TV shows, it's huge. It, it's 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 powerful because there's hope. Every week I get injected full of people that inspire me uh, and that are going after solutions. So that's been a huge part of my focus. So Down to Earth was a great jump off point. There was over 65 million people that saw the, saw that. And, uh, you know, big shout out to Dan Butner's show. It's like it's getting, you know, live to a hundred. Uh, he's getting some good views on that too. And it's, it's, it's great. These kinds of things need to be out. Um, and I know I shot Dan a message the other day. I know how hard it is. It's almost impossible to get shows out. Mm -hmm. Right. And I know he's been working his ass off (laughs) for a very long time because many people don't know Dan was my first call when we had our Sardinia episode wow. for down to earth. Cause he was my first call. He was a, he was a leading the blue zone and he said at the time, Hey, I'm working on my own yeah. show. And it was probably this show back in the day. He didn't quite have the deal done. And so he didn't want to blow up his deal by, you know, running along with us, but it's all, it's all beautiful. And so when I saw his, his Netflix show come out, I was like, I was, I know how hard it is. Yeah. And he just came out with another book. Exactly. Uh, it's, it's crazy how many books Dan comes out with. And he's, he is, he is like on podcasts. He's yeah. on TV. He's he just cranking all, all over the place. Yeah. I mean, yeah. literally he, Dan right now in my mind is just ubiquitous. Yeah. It, it, it's wonderful. For sure. Cause now we're getting people, Hey, maybe I should be eating more plants, right? Look 100%. at all these cultures that are doing this. Exactly. Singapore. I just read Singapore is like yeah. the, the latest uh, added to the list of blue zones, That's right? Not crazy. And it's not a it's not a natural blue zone. It's been a created exactly. They adopted. created that that, that exactly. culture. Probably I don't know if it's because of Dan, right? But um, and and fruits and vegetables are subsidized. Yeah, and, yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, and and it only helps because if people adopt it in places like that Mm -hmm. in a city and prove that it's then it's more easily adopted. And you know, even even Dan, because Dan and I are from Minnesota, right? And we went to the same university. He was ten years ahead of me, but um, the what they what they um, highlighted the adoption of that city, Albert Lee. I, it's 35 minutes from my hometown. Mm. Like I got my first uh, Cannondale road bike <laughs> there. I raced BMX on the track in Albert Lee. So, so it's like, those are my people. Like yeah. those are just, I played them in football. Like it's like, so it's cool to see that kind of stuff. And it's cool to see the adventure of a Minnesota guy doing his thing. So that's, that's where I'm at. I, I, I again, I, I, I can't help myself, but want to show, show and highlight more people doing great stuff because it creates hope. Uh, and people in the industry are doing a lot of stuff, uh, to, to make changes. Uh, some big companies are doing some regenerative stuff yeah. and so it's good. Yeah. In, uh, one of the episodes in season one of down to earth, yeah. you and Zach are sitting in a car and all of a sudden, he he shows you how he can cry on a dime. Oh my god! And and, and my my question to you: Did he ever share his secret? Like, what is it he thinks of? How does he make himself cry on a dime? Yeah, he literally just does, does, he thinks of something sad and he can freaking cry. It was unbelievable. No, it, it, yeah, seriously, no, unbelievable. Yeah, you're you're like like oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know that's that's when it's like acting's not for everybody, right? No, no. But it, when you can do stuff like that. 
it's kind of it's kind of extraordinary yeah i mean when you're when you're when you're doing down to earth and you know you know the camera's on you you know and it's like okay take you know one or whatever i mean are you just rolling naturally or do you occasionally have to like redo it because you know whatever wasn't right and that to me because i've done enough yeah that kind of stuff it's like it's a pain yes it's It's hard work yeah 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 if you're I I I would say ninety percent of it, we set up the cameras, they set up the cameras, and we just roll. Yeah, we just go because I'm the most comfortable when I'm in my zone and we're on a mission. I don't care for cameras on. Right. Put turn it on. Let's go. We've got stuff to do. And if anything, Zach was nervous because when we initially started, because he's never been him necessarily aside from interviews, but he's never been himself on that stuff. So it's like, he's not being someone else. He's being him. And so the more, and I've had people superfood hunting. I've had people in the middle of nowhere with me and I am, I have no problem because I'm passionate about. So, so that kind of stuff is super fun. But yeah, there's moments where you're like, we purposely, when we didn't know the person ahead of time, we purposely stay in the car until they set up all the cameras. Yeah, yeah. We wanted the authentic meeting yeah. to be real. And so we would just hang out in a car and just go, are you ready? And so when, when everything was happening, it was authentic. Yeah. Now there's times where I know the person, right? Yeah. Uh, and we'd always talk, but then you just like, you, you go, Hey, what's going on? And blah, blah, blah. But, for the most part, yeah, you'd have to maybe get a second angle or you'd have to do something else. But for the most part, we were so locked in and we all knew each other so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Easy, easy, easy. How, how time consuming was that project? Uh, big. You know, the first season we were in like, you know, country every episode for the most part. Uh, and so... You have a full crew moving around. It was three months of a lot of travel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, you, and you talk about pre-production. Like, even this next show, we've essentially been in a pre-pre-production working on this stuff, developing some stories before we even got the official green light yet. So, so this stuff is, again, this is in my blood. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to, like, how can we best tell these stories? How can we best expose what these things... I mean, we've been just in the in the zoom meetings with some of these people we've been meeting and, and I was just going to tell the (laughs) name of the person, but uh, his team would inform uh, us of certain people. And so we'd have these zoom meetings going, Hey, what are you up to? What are you doing with the ocean? What are all that stuff? I mean, just interviewing and talking to these people and connecting, we were already like in tears several mm. times of what people are committed to and what mm. they're doing to preserve the ocean, to eliminate waste, to, to, uh, support an ecosystem, to eliminate a destruction, destructive system, like these kinds of things. That's hope because again, Yes, you have to face challenges to change change them. So you can't just put your head in the clouds and go, everything's good, man. It's not. Mm-hmm. But so so by knowing, though, that there's companies that are using plant fibers to change against plastic, that's happening today at scale. Mm. So performing as good as plastic and from wasted plant fibers 
they're using for alternative packaging mm-hmm. for for packaging good friend of mine troy so he's involved in a company that now that that gnarly forever chemical pfos that's yeah. on the packaging of all the takeaway food and on your clothing and on your make makeup and everything else they have an alternative using algae as a barrier performing as good and potentially cheaper wow. than PFAS. Oh, there you go. So does anyone know about that yet? No. Yeah. But but that's the hope that there's people out there doing this stuff. It doesn't have to be a life and a world of fatal conveniences. It can be a an opportunity to create change, to do the right thing, to put money behind the right thing mm-hmm. especially after knowing what the challenge is or knowing what the 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 inhibitions or the 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 changes that need to happen so there's this pendulum that's swinging right it's the but you won't swing it unless you look at the problem you can't put your there's a lot of people that just no, I don't want to know okay that's fine but you will become a victim mm-hmm of the system that doesn't care about you. Mm-hmm. You will be a victim of that. If you want to, you know, you hear this all the time. Hey man, I just want to live my life. Right? I don't want to worry about just eating plants, man. Okay, you just live your life then because that debt will be paid. Mm-hmm. Period. It will be. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, that's an interesting choice. I have no agency over your choice. Mm-hmm. I can give you information and I got to keep going mm-hmm. because I have other people to talk to. I have other it, expressions that I want to make. And it's none of my business what people do with that. It's none of my business. Mm-hmm. If they don't want to choose it for whatever reason that at that moment, it's none of my freaking business. Mm-hmm. As much as you and I want to change people, I can't. But I can give them information. And if they're listening to any of this conversation right now and they're, the awareness is going off going, yeah, I know, I know that that ultra processed food is not good. I kind of had that sense that that fragrance was probably not a good fragrance to put on my body. There's an innate awareness inside that person. That's what I'm talking to. And so if that awareness can open up, and then that person can make a choice that's a betterment to themselves, their children, and this life, then that's 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 a life well spent mm-hmm. if those people are willing to make mm-hmm. those choices. Another amen, brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeehaw. Yeah. Um, let me come back to some kind of little specific stuff with yeah. fatal conveniences. So you have a quote in there. You say that... Um, the mouth is kind of the mirror of the body. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I find when I'm meeting people, I yeah. do. I, I look at their lips. I look at their teeth. I look at when yeah. I ca- can catch a glimpse, I look at their tongue. Yeah. Because to me, you know, there, to me, there's almost nothing as attractive yeah. as a healthy mouth. Right. As opposed to somebody that, you know, their, their, their teeth are just, re- they're, they're yellow, their lips are all, you know, messed up. Um, you know, they got food all in their, in their teeth. You know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. And so, like, what do you floss with? 
I have a organic. I, I have to floss. Yeah, of course, I do every too. day. Yeah, before I go to bed. So I've gotten rid of obviously the Glide, right? Yeah. Because of that PFOS, and it's a hell of a convenience for sure. That slides right in between for sure. <laughs> yeah. But now I have an organic bamboo that's covered in charcoal. Mm-hmm. Right, it's antibacterial, antifungal. What's is there a brand that you? I don't remember what okay. it is, but yeah. it's also uh, yeah. I don't remember what the brand is, but it also comes in a non-plastic carton. Mm. Right, it's cardboard. Mm. Right, so it's super great. Nice. So all I do to make it glide a little more is I run it underwater right before, so it's not a dry yeah kind of string, and it's fine. It works completely fine. Yeah. And if your gums are bleeding because of that, you have other dental issues. <laughs> or, or, or you haven't been flossing enough, and now exactly. it takes a couple, exactly. couple days, and then exactly. the bleeding should go yeah. away. Yeah. Or get a, a, a pick, or a water pick, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about, do you do, you do a, a DYI moisturizer? What do you do for your skin? Yeah, so I use coconut oil, um, and you know, is, is it not is it not too slimy? I can't. I don't like stuff. Maybe on my- here. I mean, with all the <laughs> like dry California, it's it, totally fine. Yeah, or I don't, or I don't use it. Right, right, right. Um, like here, I don't. There's yeah. not a need for it. Yeah, I don't have dry skin and okay. humid, humid Texas, but um, uh. Yeah, there's, listen, if you're easy kind of formulas, coconut oil, shea butter is fantastic, jojoba oil, uh, these things are really good. Yeah. Um, and then you can add, even add in some rose oil, some lavender, these kinds of things. So that's that's an easy fix. Yeah, I know here in the back of the book, you've got all kinds of DIY yeah. you know, fixes for... Yeah. Uh, everything like I think even toothpaste, t- toothpaste, moisturizers, toothpaste, deodorant. I mean, like, yeah, it's it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. What, what about? So I freak people out when I say this. Yeah, I don't wash my hair with shampoo. Right, I just use water. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And and, and then maybe maybe once every three or four months, yeah. I'll shampoo it when yeah. it gets like straw or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. But, I'm once a month. Okay. Yeah. Like when I'm here and traveling and I got to be that guy wash more yeah. than I would. But uh, for the most part, yeah, I, I wait until it's just, <laughs> but I, yeah, you wash, you wash your hair, but you just don't shampoo it and strip yeah, it. Exactly. Right. Exactly. For sure. So and I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. Yeah. What about, I, so this is kind of, there's probably a couple things we want to unpack from what I'm going to say here. So I went to swim practice this morning. Yeah. I know that you kind of caution people about pools. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The chlorine. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And chlorine. Um, but I was in the locker room afterwards, and this guy got this can of deodorant, and he's oh, just man. indoors in this little locker room. He's yeah, doing yeah, this. Yeah. And I had to immediately walk out because of the smell. Yeah, it's really bad. The, you know, the everything that was coming out of there. So do you do anything for deodorant? Yeah. Well, um, so, yeah, on that. On the again, I would stay away from the chloral floral carbons, which are gnarly for the the sprays um, yeah. for anybody. Um, yeah, I mean the deodorants uh, bite toothpaste. The company has a great 
uh, shea butter and everything else. I, I find a few of them okay. I mean, if you, and sometimes I don't even use it. Um, sometimes a little coconut oil, or even if you want, which is a, um, uh, you can use um, natural lemon. Just mm-hmm. cut a lemon and put it on it. I like it that. will deodor because usually the odor is not coming from within your body. It's interacting with your microbiome of your skin. Mm. That's usually the chemical reaction, which then also is the healthier you are, the less processed foods you're eating, the different chemistry that's that's emoting out of your body and detox. Because again, the skin is a detox, detoxifying organ, mm. right? So, um, but less is more. Like I think that, People are, there's nothing wrong with sweating. You can't help it here in freaking Austin. That's for sure. You're like, as soon as you shower, you're sweating for the rest of the day. Unless you're jumping in and out of air conditioning. No, I, uh, what do you use? I don't use anything. Yeah. And I never have. Yeah. Never. There's no, no. I mean, there was, there's maybe, there was a period maybe for a month or two where I tried it because I was like, oh, you know, and and I just, I can't stand the way it feels. Yeah. 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 uh, Under my armpits. And, um, and I think I typically don't smell when I sweat. And right. I think the reason is because I'm in the pool so much. And, oh, of yeah, course, yeah. I eat pretty clean. Yeah, yeah. But do you know who Robbie Barbero is with Mastering of Diabetes? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So he's the one that told me about the pool. Yeah. And he said, you need to li- listen to this, you know, podcast that, that Darren did. <laughs> and I listened to it. And I was like, gosh, Darren, you're killing me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but but I I yeah. do swim outdoors. Yeah. But this is this is my my go to exercise. Yeah, yeah. And with my buddies, and the thought of you know having to go to Barton Springs every morning, which is yeah. would be great. But at sixty eight degrees and not have the coach and, and my teammates. Um, ah. Yeah. No. I, l- yeah, listen. I, I, I know. It's it's a it's a pain in the ass. But you know, it, if you can eventually create a world to which you're in a pool. That is salt water and it's not chlorine, then create that world. Yeah. Or you just go, hey, this is just the this is just the thing that I do. And for the most part, you have, you know, you're eating polyphenol rich foods and yeah. any That's re- a good thing, everybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so any reactive oxygen species that's coming by way of the chlorine. I mean, yeah, clearly you've been doing it all your life. Mm-hmm. So you're probably not the problem is with all of this stuff i'll answer it this way it's the cumulative body burden it's all this stuff adds up there's not one kind of smoking gun here in the entire book if you were i mean obviously swimming is one of the greatest cardiovascular exercises ever do you swim at all I used to. I just never been a strong swimmer. Yeah. I sink like a freaking. But I, I, I taught myself. My dad was a swimmer, so I would jump in the pool with him and in his lunch break at his university. Mm-hmm. And that's I have great memories in swimming. Yeah, I did my first triathlon when I was sixteen, in eighty six. Wow. Right. Um, but I'd get crushed in swimming all the time. No rich roll, <laughs> and I'm no, and I'm no rip. That's for sure. But uh, um, my dad was slow and methodical. He was the first one to swim across our our big lake in the Mm. town. He kind of set that bar. 
So um, I have a love for swimming. But uh, so so that being said, you your lifestyle is overwhelmingly healthy. Someone else who's not eating that great, just trying to do some exercise, it was then getting exposed to that chlorine and then not, you know, and, and not taking care of themselves, putting on bad deodorant, putting on fragrances and all that stuff. They have a greater risk of that chlorine hurting them mm -hmm. than you do. Mm -hmm. So, again, am I perfect with all this stuff? No. You know, like I still, you know, the clothes I'm wearing, I had to have made by a good buddy of mine who's been in the fast or er, anti fast fashion and plant. These are plant dyed clothes. These are organic. These are things, but not all my clothes are like that. But I try to continue to, to do better and better because I know the crap that's in them and it knows that it's not great. The bottom line is you just do your best and then you forget the rest. Um, let's pivot for a sec and talk about electromagnetic ra radiation. Yeah. Uh, I met a old triathlete friend at one of the grocery stores here in Austin a couple months ago. Um, and he was wearing clothes that had all kinds of like little, um, biometrics reading clothing. And well, and it had like, it had like wires th throughout it to prevent the electromagnetic. Oh, so he had probably silver shielding, I, 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 EMF shielding. Think, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and I was like, you gotta, yeah, yeah, yeah. you gotta be kidding me. Yeah, yeah. But he said how him and his whole family is electrosensitive. Really, yes. Yeah. 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 Um, and so, and then in reading your book, and, 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 and I've heard of this, but like, tell me some basic things that we can do yeah. to help prevent the electromagnetic radiation from or minimizing it yeah yeah so just to set that up is the, these emfs are stress it's stress response it's pollution that you can't see and it definitely needs more studies but there's hundreds and hundreds of studies um and the the things that are scary you can do something about so just a few things that we saw so that people can realize that they should take some precautions using this stuff. Some of the things that some of the research, and I put a ton of this stuff in the book, and that was a major, major chapter in this book because it was so heavy in all of what's going on in that industry. Um, and they know that proximity, here's the standard to think about proximity of a cell phone or wi-fi or or even electrical wiring and stuff that's not grounded properly proximity and duration cause harm so if your cell phone is up to your head and then you're using your cell phone a lot mm -hmm. that's a lot of exposure and it's non-ionizing yes but through the research is showing that it actually is epigenetically is causing alterations in DNA. <laughs> Ionizing radi radiation acutely rips DNA apart. So I'm not saying it's doing that. But over time, they're showing alterations because they're showing what? Stress responses. It's showing free radical oxygen species with duration and time. It's showing opening up the blood-brain barrier to allow uh, compounds and proteins to be in the brain that shouldn't be there. So what that 
creates a cra- cascade of inflammatory responses and other things that we don't want to be, ha- have happen. It also is lowering testosterone. So proximity, women, sports bra, men, your cell phone with, with it on in your pocket, the proximity of testes shows motilities, plummeting. It's very similar to a chemical exposure, right? Uh, and testosterone going down. So these are all over in the research. So what do you do? Don't put your cell phone up to the head. Even the fine print of all cell phones tell you not to do it. Mm. Mm. Think about that for a second. Yeah. Don't put your cell phone up to your head. Use a speakerphone if you're in an area that you can do that or plug back in and don't use Bluetooth. Don't use Bluetooth. No, it's, it's the same frequency. It's just not uh, the same strength. So mm. it's in your head constantly going back and forth receiving signal from your phone even 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 if you're watching let's say uh down to earth and i've got my ear ear no nope. don't back in get earphones and plug them back into the damn computer okay yeah okay. or get ear uh, there's even better ones that doesn't have any emf even traveling anyway through the wire you can get air tubes wow so the air tubes that's what i use and so have you heard and, of, have you heard of these ones where it, it's just a vibration in the back of your ear yeah, again. Yeah, like, anyway, okay. <laughs> yeah, they're signaling. So it's a Bluetooth. I don't okay, wear any Bluetooth. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So then uh, Wi-Fi, the easy thing to do is turn that shit off at night because that can disrupt your sleep patterns. Yeah. So just kill the Wi-Fi at night. Shut it down. Um, and then keep cell phones off your body, laptops off your lap. Like these are basic things. And then there's some remediation technologies that are coming on board that you can put in your home that can depolarize some of the stuff i have a faraday cage over my wi-fi router so when it's on during the day it minimizes Mm. the polarized radiation i also have a a, a great company i researched it's got over a million dollars in research proving the depolarization so it's a creates a it creates a field effect a natural field effect um and and the radiation that kind of sounds wacky but it was through some engineers and they're germans and they did all the testing and you can show uh many different goes a waveguard i think it's waveguard.com you can see all of their research and read and it's fascinating so the crazy thing about all of this stuff is think of it as smoke this is pollution mm. in our environment the 1G, 2G, 3G, 4G are still here, and now they're adding a 5G. So they're adding, think of it as smoke. Now it's more smoke in your environment. Now you come home, your Wi-Fi router is on, your cell phone is on, your laptop's on your lap. You're getting more and more stressed, more and more cellularly stressed. Mm. So shut this stuff down, plug back in, get it off your lap, distance yourself from the the antennas of that stuff. Yeah. So again, I still have these things, but my new home that I'm building, all of it's wired. I I will have no Wi-Fi coming Mm. in. Mm. And because I live under the oak trees and stuff, there's no, there's no, I don't get a signal, a regular wireless in, in, in the book you have a pretty cool story about how bluetooth got its name from yeah, yeah. the, the herald king Her- king the danish king herald i think it herald is bluetooth yeah, yeah. anybody had a rotting tooth it was yeah. turning blue yeah. and was nokia somehow yeah yeah it's it, like they <laughs> somehow took the name bluetooth from <laughs> like, 
yeah. I don't know why, but I kind of liked it because mm-hmm. I have Viking heritage. So it's good. Go. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's talk clothes just for a sec. Yeah. Um, you talked about jeans. Yeah. Earlier. Yeah. And how satellite can pick up that dye yeah. that's being put into the river in China. T-shirts. Yeah. Um, I love T-shirts. Yeah. Um, I'm very picky. Yeah. It has to feel just right. Yeah. Hundred uh, percent cotton. Organic. It, it, okay. Or, or thank you. Organic yeah. uh, is organic. So let's say I I get a shirt or I'm producing shirts. Yeah. That are hundred percent cotton and organic. Is that enough, or what? What more do I need to look for? Yeah, I mean, anytime they're dying, anything. Yeah. That potentially has off-gassing, formaldehydes, and obviously unnatural dyes. So if you're just having plain organic shirts, great. Then just get a bunch. If you find a company that's that's telling you not that it doesn't use artificial dyes, then that's a good fix. Now it takes about a normal shirt. It's one of the most sprayed crops on the planet. Cotton, mm. conventional mm. cotton. Mm. It takes about, and the people won't even want to believe this, 8,000 chemicals to produce a t-shirt. And it's the most widely bought piece of clothing in the world. On average, in America, we buy about five new t-shirts a, a year, right? So now you have 8,000 chemicals it took, bleaching agents, GMO crops, pesticides, herbicides, solvents, all of that stuff. All of that stuff is off-gassing. So my, my whole thing is spend the extra on organic and you don't need to buy as much. Older clothes seem to be better mm-hmm. because they've off-gassed enough. So don't throw away a bunch of clothes necessarily. You just want to look for all of those those fibers, the the completely polyurethane, which is basically, it's plastic, mm-hmm. rayon, completely chemically created. Um, these things especially change out. First things I would do is change out the things you wear all the time, like underwear. You know, those things proximal to your genitalia. And if those are, uh, you know, spandex and elastane and all of those things, that's not a good idea. Mm-hmm. And I'm really... people. Women don't want to hear this, but, you know, the spandex and all of that stuff is loaded with endocrine disruptors. And, of course, then you're sweating in it and you're exercising in it. So, But there are some good – there's a, there's some good women's brands trying to do some right uh, changes in the industries too. So that's what I have hope for. Mm. Yeah. What do you do for cookware? Do you have a? Do you have like stainless. cast iron? Stain, cast stain. iron and stainless steel. Okay. So yeah. you, don't, you So is there any kind of a non-stick that's worth a worth anything? Yeah, a buddy Maybe. of mine actually. Um, he's a chef, and he got a certified non-stick, non-chemicalized. It's it's a it's a pan, amazing pan called a rad. Hmm. R a d rad pan. That's the best one I've seen. Yeah. Um, and and then other than that, you know, you know, a little light olive oil, and yeah. I don't really worry about things sticking anyway. Yeah, I'm know. just I, lo- <clears throat> I love pancakes. Yeah, and I also try and avoid using too much, you know, spray o- stuff oil. Yeah, and so um, this would be good. I'm looking you love for that. a good yeah. You you love it because I I I do a cheap pancake in the morning. I gotta try some of yours because <laughs> I would just take uh, rolled oats. 
Yeah, yeah. Just the equal parts oats and water. Turn on that pan, get it hot, boom. You got oat pancakes. Yeah, you got oat pancakes. Yeah. And then just flip it and then I put uh yeah. you know, um berries and barucas and whatever the hell else so on your way out of here i'm going to give you some of our new uh sweet potato and ancient grain pancake mix oh my god we got we got eight different whole grains in there from you know kamut and uh, oats and amaranth millet quinoa amazing Um, yeah yeah oh my god it's it's, salivating already it's probably some of the cleanest pancake and waffle mixes anywhere wow super proud of them what about alcohol are you do you imbibe in alcohol at all no i mean i lost my dad to alcohol so, yeah. and, and when I, in college, I had awakening where I, I was drinking and I woke up feeling like shit and all I wanted to do was work out and I, and yeah. it, I felt like shit and I'm like, what am I doing? <sighs> so then I just, I eliminated alcohol in my life and obviously in my family, alcohol doesn't do well. So, uh, I just stay away from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. And I find, uh, I find my life is just so nice without alcohol in it. I don't know what it contributes to people's lives. Uh, my awareness is that it's an excuse to be a certain way, mm. good or bad. I saw that like, oh yeah, okay, your inhibitions, you go out with your friends during college and mm-hmm. this was my awakening. And I was like, I woke up feeling like crap and so I said, well, what is it giving me? So I just literally told myself, it was like an internal awareness. I was mm-hmm. like, well, just be that. And get rid of the middleman. Mm-hmm. You don't need alcohol to be a certain way. And I trained my, you know, kind of less, you know, uh, extroverted side of myself. I trained myself to be extroverted mm. when I went out. So I, it was like, oh, I'm having a great time. All the bartenders knew that I wasn't drinking and would always have water for me. And and then I never looked back. Mm. So like I don't need to alter my chemistry in order to have a good time. You're you're a man on a mission. Uh, mm. You know you're like I, I, I love how authentic and passionate you are mm. about the path that you've you've mm. chosen. Mm. And it seems like the best Darren uh, Olean is is presenting himself to the universe. Would you agree with mm. that? I try to do it yeah. every day. Yeah. And I continue to try to do it every day. So, uh, you, you have any, are you in any relationships right now with women? Is that, <laughs> I mean, is that something that, you know, and I mean this sincerely, yeah, yeah. meaning, yeah. meaning, is that a distraction from what you are trying to basically <laughs> a- achieve? Um, because to me, you're kind of like, you know, a guy and his dog. Right. right. You, you've got your dog and you guys right. got an incredible relationship. I'm very jealous. Yeah. Right. And you don't, you don't seem to be encumbered with any of that baggage, right? <laughs> of, of a family, of kids, of, right. right? That's going to hold you down. Oh, you know what? I, I can't go, you know, do this filming of, uh, down to earth because I got two kids and a wife and that's not, not going to fly. Right. Right. Yeah. And, 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 and I think about like, the path that I've chosen, yeah. right? And I love it. Yeah. I also have got a family mm-hmm. and I've got a responsibility there. Yeah. So I'm, I can't be as freewheeling yeah. as I otherwise would be. Yeah. Right. And so I see you mm. and I'm like, oh, there's a part of me that's like, oh, I, yeah. I like that yeah. a lot. Yeah. So I wonder if, is that purposeful? I mean, is that intentional or, or, or not? Great question. And it's loaded with all kinds of answers, but, uh, 
I certainly, once I started finding my zone of what I cared about, I was definitely on a mission. I've never, and also to set this up properly, I've never had, I never perceived I had a strong pull for kids, even though I love kids and I'm nuts and crazy already. I'm a kid still. Um, if anyone's watched down to earth, <laughs> right? Uh, so I've definitely lived an adventurous life and I shut off any sort of opportunity for, and I, w I was married, but we also both didn't have the desire for kids at the time. And then I got divorced and it never was a strong thing, but really rip only the last couple years. Did I finally ask myself the question, go, why don't I want kids? Mm -hmm. And it opened up a Pandora's box in me of childhood stuff, relationship with my dad. And I was able to kind of recapitulate some pain and some reasons for that. And through that exploration on the other side of it, I was like, oh, wow, I may want some kids. I never hmm. let myself know that. I never let myself feel that. I never. So it goes to with, it goes into the space of, we're always here to find out who we are, right? It's, and, and to stop that journey would be a disservice. So I am in a fairly great, well, I don't say fairly great. I mean, a great relationship. It's private. I keep it private. It's fairly new, but explosively amazing. And, uh, and I believe that the only way that I could attract the kind of woman that came in was because I got through a lot of this stuff and was, and now strong, clear woman that is like, like this, I don't use this lightly, but like this goddess strength, hmm. like, uh, and so, so that's been really amazing because how'd you, how'd you meet her? Uh, just through some friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and uh, it, it was just kind of a light, surprisingly, it surprised me mm -hmm. because I wasn't necessarily looking for it, and uh, so 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 that so I'm probably for the first time my my energy shifted because I had unpacked something about myself that I hadn't looked at mm -hmm. enough, mm -hmm. and so it shifted my energy. So, but I've also lived. So much, I, I'm not stopping. I'm, I'm also more fueled because I feel like I have this potential partner mm. that has an anchor that I haven't felt in my life through, through a woman before. Uh, and then it's kind of, it kind of, I step into my masculine even more. Mm. So I just want to kick some ass even more, <laughs> which is wild because I've always felt like I kind of, I try to do that. Yeah. But it, like just feeling the sense of having a strong partner in that way, it's like, holy shit, that's like nitrous oxide, mm -hmm. right? It's like a, like, but also like connected to them and like wanting them to be great. And so, yeah, it's been, been fun exploration to be continued. So, yeah. Th th thanks for uh, sharing that. Yeah. Um, 
Because I, I think a lot of us don't ever take the time to really get to know ourselves, hmm. to taking a step back to, I think, the most important relationship is the one with yourself. 100%. And I know you talk about that extensively and, you know, turn off the cell phones, go spend some time in nature, you yeah. know, with yourself. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, you, how often would you say you get the ability to, like, just connect with you? Every day. Every day. Without fail. Every day. Do you meditate? Every day. When? And journal. Every day. Like, I do my routines, I drink my water, I make my little elixir, boom, I'm meditating. And I'm journaling. And I'm exploring who I am. And I'm asking questions. And I'm, am I going in the right direction? Do I, And there's moments where things get a little, like, creatively, I feel like pulls and, like, stuff. But every day. That's awesome. Before I come here, before, no matter where I am. I'm doing that. It's just, so that's just a daily routine. Daily. Wow. I have to. I have to be right. up hours before I'm anywhere else right. so that I can have no rush and full space to, to get in touch with me because I know I am wildly uncomfortable if I'm not attuned mm-hmm. to myself. So what time, what time do you typically wake up? Four, four thirty. <sighs> yeah. that, that seems early. Yeah. Yeah. What time do you go to bed? Between eight and nine. Okay. Yeah. yeah then, then that's. I mean, probably closer to like at this point from eight thirty to nine thirty. Wow. Yeah. When you wake up at four thirty, yeah, you can do that. Hell yeah! Wow. Yeah. Good I'm, for you. I'm fired man. up. I mean, the mornings are just magic. <laughs> they are freaking magic, and that's where I feel like the if you call it this, the veil between mm. the noise and myself is the the mm. thinnest. Mm. Mm. And uh, so I can listen and I can hear and, and then the extrapolation of like ideas, I, f- I feel stuff hmm. and I have to, I feel, I, I feel into things first and then creatively things start happening. Hmm. Um, have you had therapy at all in your life? Yeah, different forms of it. I mean, I have a degree in uh, psychology, so we spent two years ripping ourselves apart and putting ourselves back together again. Um, But I think, like, applying, yeah, and, like, the marriage and stuff, we'd have, you know, sessions Mm -hmm. and things like that. I had a hypnotherapy about a year ago, which is just wildly amazing. And, like, recorded sessions, and you go back going, holy shit, like, what was that? And, um, uh, but then the self, like you said, the self investigation mm. is so important. Like, how am I feeling? Like, where is that feeling? Whose is that? Is that mine? Um, what do I want? Is that, is what I'm doing aligned with what I truly want? Or am I just, you know, if I find myself in a hamster wheel, mm. ooh, shit's going to get, blown apart soon because mm-hmm. i don't like i have to be on for me i i don't i don't for me i don't get the luxury of coasting let me <laughs> i don't I, I have to be on call it a yeah. blessing or a flaw but i i have to be on a mission i have to be clear um you seem like you're a voracious reader i mean just do you read books? Do you read off a tablet? How do you? How does that work? Yeah, both. I mean, the audio books are so easy to consume. Um, 
I jump from God, I've been consuming uh ultra processed people. If you haven't seen that one, mm. two UK doctors that dove into ultra processed food, incredible book. Like, so that one, uh, Dr. Lustig wrote another book on oh. ultra processed food, which is c- cool. He's the, the way, sugar, sugar yeah, guy yeah, from Berkeley, right? Yeah. So the way Robert, he, Robert Lustig. Yeah. Yeah. So he, the way he was writing, I'm kind of fascinating, but then I can jump to like, uh, you know, consciousness invoking, text i forgot the last one i just finished but um and then coupled with every once in a while out of the journaling i'll read like something about an herb or a compound or Mm -hmm. i'm right now fascinated with ai and how that can do some research for me um because the the amount of consumptive reading you have to do to find decent research is Mm -hmm almost overwhelming Mm -hmm. which was why it was so hard to write this book too because we had 15 researchers and fact checkers and you're like wow this is tough getting through you know who david goldman is no he's uh he was the uh the the head scientific advisor for the game changers oh nice um nice i'll introduce you oh that'd be great i'd love to talk with him and he's like really up on the ai stuff and oh nice Yeah, yeah um well, listen, this has been really phenomenal. Love you know, what's, what's great is, if you, tell me if your memory is the same, but, but I think this is the second time that we've actually met in person. Yeah. Right? The first time. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> we were punching stuff. We were, we were. We were getting, getting out all of our oogies, but we were at yeah. Expo West. Yeah, that's right. You, were, you had a little booth for Barucas, right? Yeah, yeah. And... Um, and then I said, "Hey, if you get a chance, man, come up here. There's this, there's this punching bag, right. and you hit it, and it basically records the the power and the efficiency. Yeah. And and <laughs> I was I wanted Darren to get the record because it was like, let's just say it was 890, and I went up there and I was like 650, and then you were like 879. You <laughs> it missed it." So- <laughs> close. And then we kept trying, and oh, that was fun. To- Beat the shit out of that thing. It was fun. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. And then this is the second time. Yeah, amazing. And, and, and it, and it doesn't feel like it though. It feels like your brother. So, yeah, 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 totally. But you know, huge, huge congrats on Thank this you. and, and all the work you've put into it, and all the all the lives that you wanna you mm. wanna help. Thank you. Um, by making the cumulative changes that we can make from our toothpaste, our laundry detergent, our t-shirts. It, yeah. it, it's just it, yeah. and and. And I, my takeaway is it's, it doesn't have to be overwhelming. Right. Right. Yeah. Which is really, really cool. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I want, I want to end today with a quote from you. Oh, nice. And, uh, I think it, 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 it epitomizes you. Mm. Right. And, um, and, and you're just, your, your big heart and your deep concern for people. Here it is. The sun may be the most powerful source of energy on the earth. But the biggest source of light in this universe is the one within you. I love it. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah, baby. Hey, Thanks, brother. Give me a give me a fist bump. And I love it. It's not virtual. That's right. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Plant strong. Plant strong. <laughs> Fatal Conveniences is available wherever you buy your books. And I'll be sure to put a link in the show notes. It's never too late to continue to gain knowledge and make an action 
even if it's just one or two small adjustments to your routine. Remember, these ideas and solutions are not an out there thing. They are a here thing and you have agency to make the better choice the easy choice. Thanks so much for listening and sharing. And as always, keep it plan strong. Thank you for listening to the Plan Strong Podcast. You can support the show by taking a quick minute to follow us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Leaving us a positive review and sharing the show with your network is another great way to help us reach as many people as possible with the exciting news about plants. Thank you in advance for your support. It means everything. The Plant Strong Podcast team includes Carrie Barrett, Lori Kordowich, Amy Mackey, Patrick Gavin, and Wade Clark. This season is dedicated to all of those courageous truth seekers who weren't afraid to look through the lens with clear vision and hold firm to a higher truth. Most notably, my parents, Dr. Caldwell B. Esselstyn Jr. and Anne Cryle Esselstyn. Thanks for listening.